Welcome to the Senia Happy Hour Podcast with your host, Lori Bull. We know you're busy, so we bring you one hour's worth of content in under 30 minutes, leaving you time for a true happy hour. Hello, everyone, and happy 2023. I'm your host, Lori Bull, and for New Year's, I got the flu. And so that's why you'll be hearing a little bit of a scratchy voice from me today. So I apologize for that. But today I got to speak with Philip Bowman, who's a learning support specialist at the International School of Bangkok with over 17 years of classroom experience. Phil is an innovative teacher, researcher who prioritizes relationships, research, and design thinking in the classroom. And this September, the National Association for Special Education Needs, or NASN, published a peer-reviewed study co-authored by Universal Design for Learning, UDL expert, Dr. Katie Novak, who was one of our keynote presenters at our last virtual conference. This six-year retrospective study places the efficacy of Philip's uniquely structured approach to -to one-to-one learning conversations in the top 5% of educational interventions. He's the co-founder and CEO of Mario Framework, a K-12 professional learning and ed tech company operating in over 25 countries. Phil is one of the founding members of Senya Thailand and has attended multiple Senya events throughout the years. I know you'll enjoy this conversation we had today learning about the Mario approach and framework. So now, on to the show. Hi, Phil, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Well, we are very happy to have you, and I hear you have some exciting news that you were published in September in the NASIN, which is the National Association for Special Education Needs Journal. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah, it was an exciting, although very long process to actually get a study published. Um, I I had not had any uh, experience with it, but it was a very, very exciting process. I was privileged to work alongside, actually, uh, Dr. Katie Novak, um, universal design for learning uh, expert. And, and one also, of our presenters at our last virtual conference, keynote that presenters. Is right. That yeah. is right. And, uh, <laughs> Dr. Emily Farrar, um, who actually works uh, in biomed engineering and works as well with pedagogical practices in the States. So the, the study actually published in September 2022 was the impact of frequent targeted one-to-one conversations on special education learning support. This intervention was the Mario approach. Gotcha. So what what was the impact? Share more. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, the impact was, was huge, actually. Uh, so it was measured in two ways. It was both measured during the intervention itself at 0.83, which is Cohen's coefficient, um, knowing that the hinge point typically is around 0.4, um, that's your average impact. So over double the average impact of an educational intervention. And then because we were creating self-directed learners, the really exciting news was after 
the intervention itself, and we've created these self-directed learners, the increase actually persisted and improved. So once students had gone through this intervention, the impact was measured at 0.99. And both of those averaging together rank it among the top 5% of educational interventions. Mm, so that's just slightly impressive. <laughs> it was exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> well done. Uh, so you talk about the Mario approach and we've all, I mean, most of us in Senya have heard of your Mario framework. What is the difference between the Mario approach and the Mario framework? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, the Mario framework is actually the company um, that houses uh, the Mario approach and we do offer both professional learning courses and software, but the Mario approach is the intervention that the Mario framework was initially founded on. And that's the, the intervention that's mentioned in this study. Um, Mario, if, if I guess listeners aren't familiar with, it stands for Measured, Ambitious, Research Informed, now evidence-based actually, um, innovative and structured around one-to-one -one learning. Um, and, and the approach itself are these five to seven minute flexibly structured one-to-one -one learning conversations between an educator or assistant and a student. Um, they always have four steps and those four steps are connecting, identifying, activating, and empowering and they embed high impact learning strategies that really allow for authentic opportunities to student for students to practice problem solving skills. Okay, great. So you've got this intervention um and I know that you offer courses and such on exactly what to do, but could you maybe give us a brief example of what a conversation might look like? Sure. There's actually several different types of conversations. So we have general check-in conversations. We have conversations structured around habits and approaches to learning. We have academic conversations, study skill conversations, learning strategies, um, goal conversations. And then we actually have more robust conferences, which I'm starting to get into the weeds. So I will go backwards and rewind. Uh, what it looks like in a conversation is you do have a predefined um, topic or theme. So for example, if we're gonna talk about academics, I may prep the student ahead of time, the students, and say, all right, in our one-to-one -one learning conversation today, we're going to talk about, and you can kind of fill in the blanks. A lot of times it's like, what's happening in your classes? And there is there one thing that you're really proud of? And or one thing you want to do differently? So that's an example prompt. Um, it doesn't have to be that. So I might you know, see the ground with that. But then when it comes time to actually meet with the students, and, and I'm going to pause here to say, actually, it looks a little different if you have the software, because students actually take a minute to fill things out ahead of time. And I actually am able to review that before I even see the students. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to see trends and differences. And it actually 
might adjust my conversation differently. But regardless, every conversation I start with, I ask the student how they're doing that day. Um, and then if they give me a, a response like fine, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna probe deeper to really understand how they're doing. This is actually a critical um, part of the approach and that we're seeing if they're ready to learn. I think a lot of times we jump into problem solving mode with our students mm -hmm. and want to get to the lesson as fast as we can, where we need to see where they are first, especially with our students who a lot of times are dealing with complicated issues and giving them this opportunity uh, to say, hey, I I'm not ready to learn today. You know, actually, I'm, I'm feeling pretty down. Um, and then at that moment, we then may change what happens in that conversation. So even though we've said we've, we were gonna have an academic conversation, we shift to focus on what matters most to them. And then we actually target that as our, our primary conversation. Now, if we were gonna, let's say we had the connect stage and this student is really happy and they're ready to move forward. Uh, we then go into the identify stage where it's basically listening to the student and hearing them talk about what's going on based on the prompts that I gave them. Um, at that point, I may want to ask additional questions, right? So that we hear more about what's going on, especially if our students aren't skilled in giving detail when they're answering things, it happens all the time, right? So we're gonna keep asking them supporting questions. And then when we identify the thing that probably could lead to an interesting learning outcome, that's when we go to the activate stage. We have 11 high impact learning strategies that we explicitly teach both in our courses and with our students so that they are able to leverage them themselves moving forward. Uh, examples of these uh, high impact learning strategies are planning, um, predicting, uh, reflecting, uh, reinforcing high expectations, um, uh, encouraging help-seeking behavior. Uh, th these are learning strategies that are identified by Hattie Marzano and, and top researchers as those high-impact learning strategies we know work. So what we do is at that point when we find what we want to focus on, so let's say this student um, you know, is talking about how they don't understand a particular concept in class. So I may ask them, so what can you do about that, right? And, and there, I want them to get to the ultimate outcome, but it's likely we're probably going to go into a help-seeking behavior where they're going to find out, I can find resources to help me out. At the end of that conversation, we, it's what's the next steps and empowering the students to know what comes next. So this is a very simplistic conversation. Sure, of course. Um, but the idea is actually we shouldn't overcomplicate it. Every converse, learning conversation should be about one takeaway for each student. Because when we give them three or four things to take away, it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to stick and maybe nothing will stick. But if we focus on one thing, it's more likely to have an impact. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because it's it all seems like 
such common sense, right? You know, you have, you build rapport with students, you, you have these conversations, but I wonder how many people as learning support teachers or whatever we roles we play, how many of us really focus on that? You know, we, we know we need to do it, but then we get stuck in the weeds of we've got to do this. We've got to get this content in them. We've got to help them. We've got to support them. And we forget this, this important component of teaching. A hundred percent. And I think what's been really fascinating through the courses is even when our participants have learned about these stages and we really do have this emphasis on focusing on relationships. And that's always your first phase. Every single conversation, you're going to connect with your students. When we have students practice this on their own, over half of the time, they still miss that step mm. or they rush and they ask how they're doing and they move on. It, it really, to, to embed that in your practice is challenging. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that's what makes it exciting is we do, we can embed it in our, our classroom to the benefit of our students. Um, we know uh, positive teacher-student relationships are a protective factor um, for many issues and also are, are the key to real uh, academic and social-emotional gains. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on your article. There, this is uh, so much. great stuff, that. and we're we're um, proud of you <laughs> <laughs> and happy for you. So well done. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit. Luckily, we are so lucky to have you at our upcoming conference in Johannesburg. So I, awesome. I, I know I'm very excited. That's going to be in February 16th through 18th. So all of you out there, if you haven't signed up yet, please do. Um, Phil, you'll be running a pre-conference um, called Building Outstanding Secondary School Systems for Neurodivergent Learners. And before we jump into that, let me just explain a little bit about what a pre-conference is because this can be a confusing concept for some, but a pre-conference really gives people an opportunity to kind of take a deep dive and learn with one expert for an entire day long. So when you sign up for a pre-conference, you're signing up for one speaker and you attend a session, a full day session, right? So <clears throat> your session um building outstanding secondary school systems for neurodivergent learners. Um, tell us more about what participants will be learning about, please. Sure. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it is, <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like I could give you just the list of outcomes, but I think really the two biggest things that, that I hope people take away from this is that, you know, we come, when I say we, educators, school leaders come to Senia conferences really enthusiastic about the content we learn. But we also really want to forge and strengthen our relationships with each other. I think a pre-conference is a fantastic way to do that because you get to know the people in that room so much better than you would in smaller sessions 
So I think if you have the opportunity to sign up for a pre-conference, you absolutely should. And that will be a focus of this particular pre-conference is we are going to get to understand each other and what's happening at each other's schools so that we can really learn from each other and grow from each other. And I would say related to that is the big second piece that I want people to take away from this. And that is building and or more likely improving the secondary learning systems they have within their school. And that means actually planning to do it. You know, I when I go to a conference, I want to get something out of it that changes my practice. So that's what we're going to do. Yes, we're going to be learning about research and evidence-based approaches um, to these learning systems. I mean, I, I'm huge into research and evidence, so 100% that will be very thick in there. But we need to be talking about on-the-ground implementation, what that can and should look like, and you being able to plan out the approach within your own school, and then problem-shooting that with other colleagues. You know, we shouldn't be working with silos. Um, that, that's just not good for anyone. And yes, we work with our team members in schools if we're lucky enough to have team members. Some of us, you know, are flying solo at schools. Um, but even if we have a team at school, how nice it is, is it to be able to develop some plans and then run that by other colleagues and try to troubleshoot some of the issues you might run into. So talked a lot, um, but hopefully that 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 gives a little bit some of the things we will touch on within that uh, pre-conference workshop uh, include MTSS and RTI. And I know we all know about that, but learning about what different systems might look like because we might be in one particular school doing it a certain way. So what does it look like in another school? So I think there's a lot to learn from each other there. Um, talking about as well, IEPs and personalized learning plans, right? Um, again, nothing new or earth shattering there, but people have different ways of doing it in different environments. So learning about that and what does research and evidence really say? Um, something that not all schools will have, and I think might be interesting is, does your school have a dedicated neurodivergent support class or classes and, or do they have acceleration classes? Now, I'm not saying there's right or, or, or wrong to that, but if they have that, what does that look like? What could it look like? Um, as well, obviously, uh, I will be talking about one-to-one -one learning conversations, and I'll be sharing um, how we uh, actually um, practice that at, at International School Bangkok. We also have a unique tier two coaching program that's uh, based off of that, so I'll, I'll share practices there. Um, and, and, you know, another one that all of us at schools tackle is how do we support content teachers and yes. support in classes? So how we do that, I think, looks differently and, and looks very different in different contexts. And having conversations that are difficult um, are, are worthwhile. Um, so anyways, those are some of the things we'll talk about there more here and there. I know that's a lot. No, it's um, great. It's in so many takeaways that people can use hopefully immediately in their own school setting, which is our goal at Senya conferences is to be able to take home those practical strategies right away and get going. Yep. Right. Well done. Exciting.
Looking forward to it. I've got my bags packed in the corner. <laughs> Already? <laughs> That's All impressive. Right. That's very impressive. <laughs> so, well, Phil, I think we are good to go for today. Um, looking forward to seeing you in South Africa. Congratulations on your article. And, oh, well, please do quickly tell us where we can find out more information about your um approach and framework. Sure, sure. Well, the article itself um, is actually on Natsen's uh, Support for Learning journal. It's an electronic journal. Um, if you look up Natsen, Philip Bowman, or Katie Novak, it should appear. Um, we'll put it in our show notes too. So There you go. And uh, as well, there's actually a preprint um, that's publicly available and I think doesn't live behind a paywall. Um, and we actually, uh, what we did is we took the article and we did do a, a Mario memo um, summary on it, uh, meaning that we've taken what lives behind a paywall and we've made it freely available to everyone else. I, I don't know if there's time to, to explain what the Mario memo is. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, so what we've done with the Mario memo is we take academic uh, studies that live behind paywalls and just best uh, research and evidence out there, even if it, it isn't. And something that's recent, really noteworthy, we'll take it. And I have a team of a couple dozen um, educators that work together to summarize these studies and then bring it out to, to the uh, public. We've The Mario Memo used to be a, a standalone um, uh, newsletter. We've now wrapped it into Mario Connect. Uh, you can subscribe just by going to marioframework.com. And then if you scroll to the bottom, there's subscribe to the newsletter. And you just enter in information, done. Um, but it's it's really helpful. It's free. Um, we put all the articles on our website as well. If you go to the research section, um, I think we have, we have well over a couple hundred now. Um, and we've actually... Uh, established partnerships with over 30 educational researchers who are supporting what we're doing. So it is um, an exciting uh, project and initiative. Perfect. Okay, Phil, thanks again. All right. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information, including how to subscribe and show notes, please head to our website. That's seniainternational.org slash podcasts. Until next time, cheers.